so good for you for real for fun for everyone you're listening to out loud orlando the homo happy hour the best in basement radio heard when every tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m at wprk 91.5 fm you can also hear us at wprk.org or on our newly done app we have an app Yes, we have an app. (laughs) You can also find our past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com. And I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. Today is episode 77 on Tuesday, 2-2-2-2-2-2-Tuesday. You hear him there. It is Tom the Elderberry. How are you doing, Tom? I'm terrific for the twos. Good for you. That sounds great. Hold on. I'm going to take my... It is. There we go. That's a little better. I sound more open. Much more open. Yeah. Wearing a mask with a mic filter on it, a pop filter. There's no need for the pop filter. No bueno. Just the regular one. Plus, we have a mask on it. That's our pop filter. Yes, we're popping all over the place. Pop, 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 pop. If I could pong, tongue pop, I would. But Remember NSYNC had the song Dirty Pop? Yes. Dirty Pop. <laughs> That's what I just thought of. So, yes, today is 2-22-22. I know. What a special day. On a Tuesday. I know. What were you doing at 2-22 today? At 2.22 today, I was getting mad at my television for the second day in a row. It, uh, wa- General Hospital was interrupted. Oh, horror. I was getting my stuff ready to come over this way, but General Hospital was interrupted by the, well, today was the president. Yesterday was the Russian president. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. We've got to know if Maxi gets away from Peter. Who cares about Russia? Do we? No. 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 No, I mean about Maxie. <laughs> oh, about, oh, no, I mean about, <laughs> yes, I care about if Maxie does it. Okay. Oh, we can't, God, they'll I clip. Know. No clipping. Yes. But yeah, it's been, what a week it's been, too. It's a whirlwind. It's been a lovely week with all lots of stuff going on. The weather. Talking about locally, yeah, the weather up oh, and down. Oh, Lord, baby, Yes. And it, it's still kind of chilly in the morning. That's all so right. You Pretty get up soon in the morning it'll be blazing. It's yes, it'll be so Savor humid. it, sis. I'm loving the weather out there. Savor it, sis. I'm really loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I wish we could take this weather, bottle Forever. it up in a little bottle, and then whenever it's like rainy every day and it's so humid out that we just un- open up the jar and just breathe in a little bit. What of the bit. dryness and the pollen? <laughs> oh my gosh, the, the pollen is killing oy. me. Oy. The pollen is killing my allergies and sinuses. You know what we did forget? You just reminded me. Oh, yes, Plank we have to have time. our invisible air. Yes, our shot of air. Mm, but Oxygen. next week we don't have to. Oxygen, it does a body good. It does. <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm doing great. 
Yes, good. That was also for you to ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I, today we had plumbers. At my mm. house, they repiped the whole house. There are so many innuendos that can be taken from that. I heard they but were hideous. They were. That's the worst. He, when Miss Vicky from Parliament House says that they're hideous and that none of them are even good looking. Zipper face emoji. Then it's like, okay, nobody can say anything else after nope, that. it's done. But what was really bad was they turned the water off. I had to get up extra early this morning to be ready for them. We had to take everything out from under the sinks. And then they didn't tell me, oh, well, we need you to take all this stuff off here, too, off your countertop. We need it all Everything. totally open. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. And then I saw when they were in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi in closet? They were cutting holes in our closet. Mm -hmm. The yeah. end of the pipes. They, were, uh -huh, they had to cut a hole to put the pipe in. Yes, Daddy. And they had some long pipes. They kept, they just kept walking into the living room, walking across it with these huge, like they would be in the bedroom, and the pipe would still be in the living room with me. <laughs> I was there the day your lady was there, and uh -huh. she was describing it. And I'm like, it's not going to be anything like what you're saying. No, they did it quick, though. No, they do it quick, but it's nothing like they described yeah. to you in the brochure. Yes, it's nothing uh, like... Uh, she, oh, I was glad she was there, though. Absolutely. Because at the end of it, they finished... She said they'd be finished by t about 3 o'clock, probably. But um, they ended up finishing at w almost 2, like between one thirty and 2. Because you helped. And Well, yeah. Mm. And then um, he was explaining to me with my new landlord there that there was a drip in the sink. And because that drip was there, when they went and they did what they had to do, repipe it all, Herp. that then it became a steady stream. And I said, no, that faucet wasn't dripping. And he's like, well, there's this little spot here on the on in the sink, you know, down by the drain. And I'm like, that's been there ever since we moved in here. I'm like, it's not that... And the landlady just looked at me, and she's like, don't worry about it. No. So then she went out when he was collecting all his stuff up to leave, and she called the business. And so he went around, and he had to turn around, come back in, and fix it so it wasn't dripping. Okay. But she's now, a smart owner. Yeah, but now we got to wait because tomorrow they got to come back in to re-drywall the places that they put holes in our walls with. Um, well, can you use the facilities tonight? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Hallelujah. As soon as they left, I was able to use the facilities. Yes. No more running behind the house, behind the shed, so nobody could see me to pee. Ding dong. I was just like, I've got to go. I can't wait. I went to my neighbors and they weren't home, so she was like, go just go around to the back inside the back door and i went around the back and i'm like i'm not even going inside i'm just mm. gonna go right here okay oh the luck of being a boy yes so locally first locally. we have a nice surprise guest coming next week that's, Do we? yes that's a nice tease for the listeners Ooh. we're gonna have a third voice next week maybe a fourth menage Yes, a, a menage, a menadio a not, trois. Not a Nicki Minaj, though. No, no, a, a menadio a trois. Menudo? <laughs> Menudo. Oh, I loved them when they were kids. So this last week on the 19th was Barbarella's last night. I know, so sad. I wanted to go, but I had people in town that I had to had to host and be with so I wasn't able to go but so many of my friends went I can't wait till they reopen and I want to see where it's going to be exactly 
I mean, I, I, I would, I would. I like even, the mystery. I think he's a good businessman. Yeah, I like the mystery. It is. It is. It really is. It's sort of like the other place that teases opening. It's the mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just to cut back out of local for a second, we have to do. This is like. Oh my gosh, I took my meds, but this, we're just going all over the place. What two things are you grateful for, Jeff? What two things, well, have you taken from the past week? I didn't say grateful for. Okay, what have you taken from it? Me? Yes. Well, new landlords can be invasive, and that goes, <laughs> I just explained Ooh, why. Mm. I, I just explained why, so I don't have to go any further with that. Nope, say no more. And watching kids is tiresome. I've watched my great nephew this past week a couple times, and even though we were like three hours, it's like after two hours, I'm like, no. But three hours of watching a kid that's like, oh, you know, he's like eight years old, but he's autistic, so he functions on a five-year-old level. And to watch him, it's like, look, there's a reason I don't have kids. Yes. And it's not just because I'm HIV positive, because I can get my my stuff washed. I'm um, not just sure. I'm HIV positive. <laughs> it's not because I can adopt and don't want to. I, I it's it's I don't want a kid. I'm a better a uncle. Child. Exactly. It's much better when it, I'm a better gunkle. Yeah. Much better gunkle because I can play, we can do all this stuff, but then you gotta go. But if you try to play gunkle and scrabble, it's not acceptable. I know, or wordle. I know. It's whatever. Not, it's catch not, up. I it needs to be put in the dictionary. So, so mine, what two things have you taken from this past week? First is be gracious. Yes. And the second one is people come into your life for a reason. Oh my god. That would make a wonderful drag name. B E A gracious be gracious right (laughs) that is if anybody's listening and you're a drag child or you want to be a drag child whether you're a boy whether you're a girl it doesn't matter your name should be b b e a gracious yes that's what i think so what's the second thing oh the second one is that people come into your life for a reason oh okay okay yes I, do you believe that? I really I believe that. I've reconnected with somebody that I haven't really connected with in 30 years, and it's just been amazing. I'm so grateful that he just, the orbit uh-huh. sink back up. Uh-huh. Lovely. It's like time hasn't gone by. I mean, you just feel it. I mean, you're talking. There's lots to talk about if you haven't seen each other in 30 years. I mean, we both look like petrified trees, but it's lovely. <laughs> but we have a great conversation. Absolutely. So before we go in, oh, well, let's go ahead and talk about local. We, like I said, I did take my medicine, people. Even though it's getting changed, I did take it. Thank God. <laughs> There's a I'm lot going on. The There's a lot going on and coming not. up. I know. It's just I haven't been all over the place like this in a while. So let's talk about local and get that out of the way. And then we'll talk about RuPaul's Drag Race and Celebrity Big Brother. Okay. In no particular order. Ever. But local, don't forget about not Stonewall because they're not open yet. But (laughs) don't forget about Southern Nights, the District Dive, and Southern Craft over on Bumby and South Street. And the Savoy Complex. The Savoy Complex over on Orange Avenue by Orange and Princeton. The RuPaul Drag Play race party with oh yeah lacy browning lacy browning host the it's not official is it i know it was official when she used to do it i think it's official now okay the official rupaul's drag race 
viewing party at Savoy on Friday nights. Yeah. And they have and a she lovely has her, a bag of gifts shows. on the patio. Stay for the shows for with Katana and all the girls. Chantel Roche. Chantel Roche. And yes, yeah, stay for a show. That would be fun. Saturday night is Leather Night at Barcodes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, the, well, good. The second Saturday is Puppy Night. So this we, this Saturday is Leather Night. Mm-hmm. So like they said on I RuPaul, we need that. I was wondering what was going to happen. I was wondering what was going to happen with you took out the clientele that used to go to Parliament House to the back bar. It's busting out there. They use the uh, Veterans of Foreign War parking lot. If you go uh-huh. and you can't find parking, park across the street and walk in. Oh, really? Packed. They are. Packed. Yeah, I guess so, because not everybody's going to Southern or Savoy on Saturday night. Not in Dead Animal Clothes. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not there's, at all. There's limited venues. And so I also want to give a shout out to Tor Hyman. Tor Hyman is looking for sponsorship for her, um, for going into um, Miss Comedy Queen because she's in it. Oh, yeah. She's, she's a contestant. The one at uh, Dr. Phillips. Yes. Yay. Yes. Well, they have to make it through the first, through prelim, because you have two nights of prelim, two different sets of girls, and then whoever makes it through that goes for the night over at Dr. Phillips. The prelim is going to be at Southern Nights, Orlando. Yay. You can find, you can follow Miss Comedy Queen on Instagram, and they have all the information there, because tickets are almost sold out from what I have seen. I'm sure it's only a 300-seat theater. Well, they, there's a lot when it comes... Because um, uh, a lot of the preliminaries are also from out of town. Like, there's one in New York. There's Tina a lot. Burner, uh-huh. And that's why, like, Locks next, April Fresh's next comedy brunch, Tina Burner's going to be there. Amanda Sue's going to be there. And I can't remember who the other one was. That'll sell out But fast. they were, yeah. Yeah. They were there. They're going to be at the next comedy brunch. But it's going to be in the time of the comedy queen. Right. So, yes, and we love April Fresh. Um, There's also Addison Taylor. You can find her with her games at District Dive, at Southern Nights District Dive. Um, And coming up, we have the Wave Awards. The Wave Awards is coming up with lots of people that have been nominated. Yes, everybody that's a who's who of what's what and where's where. Yeah, has been nominated. That's going to be March 3rd. And from 7 to 10 at the Renaissance Theater at 415 Princeton. To find out who wins. Proof of vaccination is required for entry, so if that's an issue, stay home. All right. And then the after party is going to be at Savoy. Of course, it's right around the corner. Of course, yes. Party on, Garth. Right. That's good. I know. That's going to be fun. It will be neat. We've got to work ourselves about I know that. Divine Grace is going to make an appearance, so I think I'm going to oh, show up. Oh, that's going to be fun. Exactly. If Divine Grace is going to be there, it is going to be uh, She fun. has been gluing and rhinestoning for weeks. Oh, my gosh. So, Celebrity Big Brother. Um, First of all, let's preface this that you may hear spoilers. Spoilers. So, because we have it all the way up until last night's episode. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. WTF, Carson and Cynthia. Yes. Actually, everybody other than, everybody other than Misha or Todrick. Todrick. 
Shame on you! Shame, shame! I say. <laughs> you got played, play, play. They you. all got played bad. And what's funny is I don't know if she realizes it, but Misha's getting played. Mm. Misha's the one who's won all these head of households, not Todrick. So Todrick's just along with that. Everybody else that has been stabbed mm-hmm. knows where the knife came from even yeah. though the blood's on somebody else's hands yeah last night's the first time todrick had to do it and it was like oh you can't even do it yeah no he is shade personified yeah the way he plays is the shadiest of all my notes were oh you did this to friends dot 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 Ooh, child I knew With that gift. No. So, so this last person who left was Carson. He went home, and then after Carson was Lamar. Was Lamar? Now, <laughs> what a kook Lamar is. You know what? I thought he was a kook until you saw the after thing, the after yes. interview with Julie. That really changed my opinion of him. I just think he oh, he I just think he realized the game too late in the game. I if think he would have realized did. it or yeah. Yeah. I think Chris Catan, he bowed up because he saw how brutal it was and he's like, I'm not doing that. And so he's not gonna be on the jury. No, he's like It's only gonna be eight juror members. He's like gave them the wave. Yeah. Yeah. And I respect that. Me too. I was surprised that they keep showing him or, you know, going back when because he was one of the questions which when they had to do the veto yeah, was which when they had to answer the question about which week or which day did this person leave, which day did the this happen. The thing that gave me life, though, was Miss Ceremony. Yes. That has to be the yes. funniest part of television. Yes. That was great. That was ridiculous. And see, because Todd just, yeah, just this past few episodes, Todd won HOH. Well, not he came out like a lion. Yes, he did. Something I yes, caught was Misha was playing poker with Todrick uh-huh. in a mirrored thing that uh-huh. Todrick could see her cards. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very Kim K. It doesn't work out in your favor. Right. Oh because he gosh. will throw her under the bus like he threw oh, yeah. everybody else on the bus. I, yes, I think so too. And I all really these people so. eating in the middle of the night. I know. What is up with that? How many cakes do they get? Do they get a cake a day? I no, think? Carson baked every day. Carson oh. and Cynthia are well, chefs. Carson was gone. Carson was gone and Lamar got up and went and he started going into the cake. I think they froze him. <laughs> they had something to eat. That's why it was just Carson be seems like he's a nice guy and would have done that. Yeah. But Todrick, she is ice cold. Yes. I thought when Carson won HOH that he really should not have. Mm. That was, it's like when on game shows like that, when you have the chance to strike, you strike. You don't and if or but about it. Well, you, you don't strike. believe somebody that's been lying to you and coming for you the entire time. All of a sudden, they're like, they're on the other side. It's like, no. And, t- and Todrick, did, he got caught early on because he was with the formation with, with Carson and all them. And he was with the formation. But then he went with uh, Misha. For like six seconds. He yeah. bailed on all them Then he folks. was with Misha, but, no, but nobody knew about that until that first elimination. He and Misha have been a beast, though. Yes. I mean, they've been beast. Yes. But I think when it comes down to the jury, I don't think anybody's giving it to Todrick. 
No, I think you're gonna be shocked. Because all of them have been kicked out. They've watched the the playback and they're like, Wow. Because Todrick was in the diary room talking smack. I need to get out this person. I need to get out that person. So it makes him look more like he's the one orchestrating the getting these people out. Uh not Misha. So Misha's actually playing a pretty heads up. He is the one orchestrating yeah. all of this. They've yeah, both is. done it in tandem, but he's like brutal. They both did it when it came to Carson because they both saw how strong Carson was, and Carson would have won. Well, if he I wasn't think if home. we were ever celebrities and we were in there, I don't think you would ever like be that backstabby, and no. I don't think I would ever be that backstabby because no. they knew each other. A lot of those people knew each other out of the game. Yeah. Except, did you see whenever um, Todrick, and the, towards the beginning of the show, Todd, not any of these show, but towards the beginning of this season, Todrick was talking in the bed. He was in the bed talking to someone, and he was asking them, um, oh, so that's what, what you're talking about Willis is. He's Willis? And he didn't even know different mm-hmm. strokes. Oh, and then he was like, child. oh, thank you for being such a upstanding yes everything he was saying so to their face was so yeah two-faced it's the way to be in the game but god bless lamar admitting yes. for a sponsor that's a big yes. deal to somebody in sobriety that moment yes. touched me he's a class act no matter what and he goes for todd for his todd bridges for his sponsorship i, I like that is so awesome yeah, who better than him? Because remember, Todd Bridges was hooked on crack for a long time. Hey, everybody has their peaks and valleys. Yep, everybody has their own path. But when he said, what you talking about, Willis, to Todd Bridges? Oh, I know. I would have got up and just m- and, mom slapped him. And Todd doesn't like that. He, he, every, he you know, because can you imagine, I mean, the one thing you're known is for being Willis on Willis Drummond on get on whatever the name of the show was different strokes and you know it's just like if you're uh, if you're known for anything everybody's going to see oh what you talking about Willis Dynamite yeah it's like JJ Dynamite mm. I'm sure he's like oh come on Kind of like how Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla it, Ice hated himself for a while because he was like, well, no, my name is too. Rob. <laughs> no, that's what he does now, allegedly. He's supposed to be playing here locally soon. At the fairgrounds? I don't know. I don't have my Alexa here, but I can have a Google I can look. Yes. And while you're Googling that on Saturday, it? Ice Ice Baby. Oh, yeah, Vanilla Ice. On Saturday, they're having the rally for LGBTQ plus rights at City Hall starting at noon. It's going to be come out with Pride, One Orlando Alliance, Equality Florida, the Zebra Coalition, Latin QX, and the Contigo Fund. We're all going to try to come together to voice our opposition to the Don't Say Gay Bill. Yes, and we need to. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. Um, or no, we'll get into it right after this. Um, Vanilla Ice is coming. I knew I'd heard it to, Where to is Orlando. He, he is playing at the Collecticoin. It's a uh, or Collecticon. I'm the sorry. What? It's a Collecticon. It's a convention for collectors. Of they're gonna have like Pokemon cards. They're gonna have toys. They're gonna have comics. They're gonna have all kind of collectible stuff there. And so it's this Saturday, the 26th of February at 10 a.m. at 
the Orange County Convention Center. Okay, so go see Vanilla Ice and then get in your car and come downtown to the rally. Yes. There's your whole day right there. And then brunch. And what we are talking about, I mean, we've already talked. We had um, a couple weeks ago, like episode 74, 75, which you can find at www.homohappyhour.com. Um, we had been talking about the – there's actually five bills that ha- are in the Senate, but the one that's getting really a lot of attention is the don't say gay and bill. And deservedly so for getting the attention. Very much, for very much. And so now they don't just have the don't say gay bill, but now they've added an amendment to it that would force schools to out gay and transgender children to their parents within six weeks of knowing. If that would have happened in my time, I can't uh-huh. even imagine how horrible it would be. It, it would require, te- uh, require teachers to inform parents of their child's sexual orientation within six weeks. And it's House Bill 1557, HB 1557. It also bans discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels. Now, primary grade levels, just to go into a little deeper on that, is grades one through three. Okay, but they still... They are still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are still allotted their privacy. Exactly, exactly. And I think it should not be up to a teacher's discretion to like out anybody. Well, you know, I gotta say, there are some some feminine boys that aren't gay that don't grow up gay that are still feminine, and a teacher could possibly say, "Oh, I think your son's gay." You can't assume. Can you imagine? And that's what it's. Well, there's some masculine girls that are very good at sports, but that does not necessarily equate them to being lesbian. Precisely, the bill initially received pushback for banning school districts from encouraging discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels, or in a manner that is not age appropriately, or age appropriate, or developmentally appropriate for for students. But they did not go in which the, to specify those very broad terms of age appropriate or developmentally appropriate, which that's where they do the. It's you know. very vague and very broad. Yes, yes. It originally required staff to out students to their parents if the school became aware of a child's sexual orientation or gender identity through counseling or other services. But now the new one filed by one of the co-sponsors, Joe Harding, it changes that section of the bill and requires school staff to make a plan to disclose such information within six weeks to the child's parents, regardless of whether it may result in abuse, abandonment, or neglect. The original did have, as long as it, you know, you could, you, uh, for a parent to tell the, for the school to tell a parent that their child is gay, unless they believe it would result in abuse, abandonment, or neglect. So now we have don't tell, so don't ask, out. don't tell for children. Exactly. This is ridiculous. Exactly. And it also says that the school must facilitate the meeting in a way that protects the mental, emotional, and physical well-being of the student. Well, how is that going to work? Yeah, it didn't elaborate on what that was talking about. And we've had a lot of people, Joe Biden, our president, he publicly denounced the legislation in a tweet on February 8th after DeSantis signaled his support for the bill. Because ultimately it's under Title IX. 
Yeah, They're, Chastin Buttigieg. It, he he said something about it. He came down on them about it that you know it could kill kids. It can. Uh huh. They wonder why we're depressed. Okay. Uh huh. And thank God for Anna. Yeah. Anna yeah. Ascamonte allowed a. She's a submitted. What is it? An amendment to it? Yes. She had the language to it. Allows students to school the state of uh, the Department of Education for irreparable harm from the disclosure of their of course they should be able to. Now I'm sure the leading party in the state wouldn't would try to get around that, or they won't vote for that. But why are we dividing people? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Equality isn't for everybody. It's only for some people. Right. And this whole thing being, I mean, because it's called the Don't Say Gay Bill is what what it's known as. Kind of like how Obamacare was known as Obamacare, but it's really the Affordable Care Act. This is actually the Parental Rights Act. And I'm like, but... Then send them to private school. But who's per parent? Not all parents are wanting this, so you can't call it parental rights when it takes away from one parental rights. What about the ch- the parents that are like, my child is gay, I'm going to send them to school, and they should... You know, my child has two dads or two moms. Exactly. You can't discredit our family in that venue. And that's what it's doing. It's like trying to take Think away private the school. modern family, the new family. Yeah. Public school has to deal with real social issues in real time educating kids. That's exactly right. And then we have the Daytona win. That's exactly what I was like. Okay, we went off Celebrity Big Brother and we started talking about it. The Did you write or, this episode, John? Because this had you all over it. I know, and I was from Daytona. When they did from the valleys to the yes. hill, I'm like, are they talking about the bridge that goes to the, the bridge, beach? The bridge to the beach, the Daytona wind, and I thought it was hilarious. It was one of the best episodes they've it done. It was. It was hilarious that they did not, oh, oh disclaimer, spoiler from spoiler, RuPaul's, Drag, RuPaul's Drag Race. It from was Friday. this past Friday. Now, you should be watching it already. Catch up. <laughs> so, yes, it was just so hilarious that they did not know what the act. They were just acting in their acting scenes. Well, you knew it was going to be good when RuPaul was the director. Yes, yes. But the beginning of it, oh, my God, is Diabetti bitter forever or what? Diabetti is. Sexiest napkin shade. I was like. Yes. <sighs> And she and every time the the camera would cut to her, every time someone would say something to Georgia or would say something about it, the camera would cut to her and she would um she'd be rolling those eyes, rolling those eyes. And then Georgia comes back, steam your bed sheets, B. Yes. I was like, serve, girl, serve. Yes. Although they kind of made up, but I don't think so. I think it's no. in diabetes. She's Jeez. diabolical. <laughs> she was glad to be one of the top two this week. And I loved when Lady Camden put her wig on and said, I work so hard on this outfit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I was, I, I was in that room. Lady Camden made, I mean, what? Oh, she my She was gosh. fire. When they lip-synced, because this week, nobody went home. Nobody was in the bottom. 
it was also well because it's a cornbread uh, filling episode. Exactly. Three. Um, the, um, they had three safe ones, and everyone else was on top. But the top two had to lip sync for the win, and the top two were Lady Camden and Diabetti. But you gotta back up to her runway look. Before we get to that, because oh, her runway was... Lady Camden came out, and that was... She had me even. I, I was like, I came off the chair like, oh, like, you're okay, baby? You know, even someone said, is she okay? Like, so how... That is the best reveal ever. Ever. She comes walking out in this dress, all white, really pretty looking. She trips, and she goes down head first, and then she comes up as Freddie Mercury. In that time, <laughs> she ripped off the top of it. She pulled her wig off and she slapped that and mustache on uh-huh. on top of the mustache that she had painted on her uh, mug. Uh, yes. That yes. was so sickening. And I don't know if anyone noticed, but she was actually using her own hair, which she had sprayed into the black into it. It was sickening. It was excellent. And her lip sync. Oh, her ballet skills I was, came out. I, I was wondering. I like how she incorporates her ballet skills into... She Drag just has yes, but she has the timing, the, right. the musical timing. The, the she one, does. two, three, four. She, she had all of that. Every beat, she has the timing to every movement. When she was, was doing the little beat, creeping thing, the creep, and then she kept. It. Well, she would come across a dia, yeah, and then she would be mocking her, and then she'd turn yes. away really fast. I want to see the whole thing unedited because I'm sure it was it even funnier. Hoot. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she, and she still was going around. She still did death drop. She did split. She went everything sitting on the floor into a split to rolling around and getting up. But she didn't have to do it like a bam and then get up and just dance a little bit. She was dancing, doing pirouettes. She was doing high all kicks. the way in. And not just a high kick, like a high kick. She literally was kicking her leg. He's almost a ballet up. dancer. Yeah, they can. Yeah, I don't know what you call it, but jump girl, and she won the lip sync. I'm sorry, I it, you put to me if you put anyone up against her, because uh, yeah, because she had a flow. That's the ballerina, that's the ballet. You know, teaching. She has a flow, and it just was just it, her dancing flowed. Her tricks that she did, they flowed with the music and everything. It wasn't like how you see somebody who's up there and they're doing all the head whips and head whips and they do a death drop, then they work around and then they duck walk and then they come back. I think you have to learn a lesson from both last week with um, Maddie Uh and this week. Don't wear anything that you can't perform in. Yes. Because Daya couldn't get that hat off her head. Right. She tried to as soon and as the totally music started. And it totally limited her. Yeah. And it yeah. was giving me very Kim Corns shade. She looked, now don't get me wrong, I mean, Daya's not one of my favorite ones on there, but The Daytona she, wins, I well, thought. She, her runway was awesome, and it was fashion, 1,000%. Her and Willow Pill owned Oh my gosh. Owned Daytona The Will. way she painted her lips, I was ha- laughing so hard. Because the lady that was the guest host uh-huh. said, your mouth says prostitute. Wasn't that T.S. Madison? Yes, that's who it was. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's in with C.S. Madison. She looks great. She does look great. And she, she was funny as the preacher in the show. Yes, in the show. She was so funny. So it, it, I think that it might, like, some people like flatulence humor, and some people just hate flatulence humor. They think it's an easy it's always to I thought it was hilarious. Because nobody knew what was coming. Exactly. That's what was the best was the go- the gag and the goop on the runway when all of them got to see what they did to them. Yes, because they gave them poot noises after every and and RuPaul was saying you got to make it you got to make it like take more a pauses more pauses. That's why she kept telling them more pauses so that they could insert the. But my favorite line was Bosco. I don't know. She's so terrible at acting. It's now my favorite thing ever. <laughs> the um, she's giving you Alyssa Edwards. I thought it, oh oh Jasmine so hard. looked just like was it Jasmine? Yeah, it was yeah. Jasmine. Looked just like she was Alyssa Edwards. I was waiting for a tongue pop and a beast. <laughs> my favorite was Willow Pill though. Yeah, and I have to tell you, I didn't think it was Moira. As more of something different. That's what I I didn't see it as more uh, like they were talking about. I didn't see that at all. Me but neither. I thought when she came across, it's in the emails. <laughs> I about fell out. <laughs> she was great. She and Diabetti stole the entire yes. thing. Yes, they there did. were other people that were really good, but their characters, those two they sisters, stole it. And how funny to watch them do in the part. Like, it looked like a few of them fumbled, like Deja. Deja Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deja Sky. And also my Angie and Jeria. Angeria. She was having her issues also. But the way they turned, they just, exactly what she said. It was a fill-in for Cornbread, you know, going home. So they turned around and said, okay, we're going to do this and everybody's safe. But Lady Camden came out and slayed then. Oh, yes. I mean, she was all in that oh, Southern character. And when she came in and she was Reba, she was fancy. <laughs> that was so <laughs> and funny. And she even says, I think I'm going to I'm gonna paint my bottom lip, you know, a little bit more, a little bit less than my, bo- my lower lip, my upper lip less than my lower lip to have that Reba face. And I could see where she was going with that. I've oh, seen yeah. better Rebas, but I could see where she was going with that. Cracked me up. The runway looks, though. Oh, my God. Willow Pill was like a geisha octopus. Yes, with those extra hands holding up her ponytail. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was, I, at first, I thought it was a play on drag queens that have long ponytails. They sit there and they hold it and whip it around. Or if they have two, they'll hold them like this up and out. It was and just so different. And she had the different. extra hands just on them. I was like, yes, girl. It was just so different. And it then was. there was Bosco's pink share. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yes, I thought Bosco looked great. Deja's outfit reminded me of Dolores DeLago. Yes. That was my hot take. Carrie Colby was weaves and extensions. Yes, very, very. Those weave chaps were ridiculous. Yes. And then George's, I don't know, I didn't like his... I didn't like it either. I I don't want to say it's not chaps, but it wasn't chaps. It wasn't chaps at all. It wasn't chaps. And Angarias was like solid gold shoulder pads. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh, she looked like and it cracked me up when RuPaul said, "Come on, Darcel from Solid Gold." I was like, "That's exactly who I was thinking of," except she didn't have the big enough forehead. If you're doing Darcel from Solid Gold, you have to start your head back at the crown <laughs> of your hair. And then Jasmine Kennedy's high school gown—I don't know. I that I didn't care for. It was just a cute nod to her home, but. But it was, but it, it wasn't covered chaps. up the back of the. Ch- you couldn't see any of the back of the chaps. Again, not chaps. Exactly. Lady Cameron killed it. Yes, just killed it. And then Diabetti, that suit. Yes, that. I didn't consider it chaps, but it was just. No, it, it was. It was on the line. I didn't either. It was like, but it was like a blurred area. It was very androgynous. Very. And I thought it was very much fashion with the way the neckline was with just the little neck piece with the tie and the collar. The way it, she didn't have it like down low like a lot of people do. She had it up high so it held, it hid her Adam's apple. It was brilliant. It was just the whole thing. It was fit so well. It kind of reminded me of Madonna. But he exuded Freddie. Even though it was David Bowie's lightning bolts. Yes. He gave the Freddie performance artistry yes. that pushed it way over oh, the top. Oh, yes. And then at the end, whenever he pulled off the fake mustache, and there was a painted mustache on there. She got her $500 <laughs> hairs, honey. Her 5000 5000 hairs. 5000 Good for them. That's what I say. Yeah, I thought that was fab. So just, we, it, I think it comes to that time again, because we don't want to run out of time before we talk about this. But... We have to, it's first of all, it's Black History Month. And so we're going to do our next segment that everybody gets to learn a little bit about. Your gay history. 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 So today, brought to you by 16 queer black trailblazers who made history. Who made us who we are today. Yes, and it goes back from, um, it goes back pretty far. Early 1900s. From the 19, yeah, until, the recent, until now. And because it is uh, Black History Month, we wanted to go ahead and we wanted to spotlight them. The first one we want to talk about is Gladys Bentley. She was 1907 to 1960. She was a gender-bending performer during the Harlem Renaissance, and she would wear a top hat and a tuxedo and sing the blues in Harlem establishments like the Clam House. Oh, that is wow. very much a lesbian bar. It sounds And like the Ubangi it. Club. And uh, according to a uh, belated obituary, which was published in 2019, um, said Bentley, who died in 1960 at the age of 52, was Harlem's most famous lesbian in the 1930s and among the best-known black entertainers in the United States. That's amazing. Especially for then, for the 30s. Very, very amazing. Our second one we want to talk about is Bayard Rustin. Bayard was LGBTQ and civil rights activist, best known for being a key advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. He did so much for us. He's done so much for us. He got the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2013 for his activism. In 2020, Governor Gavin Newsom pardoned him because he was arrested in 1953 because he was found doing it with two men in a parked car in Pasadena. 
That's very good. He served 50 days in Los Angeles County Jail and had to register as a sex offender. But because Newsom pardoned him, he noted how LGBTQ people were unjustly punished for their sexuality by U.S. law enforcement at the time of Rustin's arrest. Yay. So yay for you. Yay for getting your I mean, record. to have the ear of Martin Luther King, that's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. The second one is Stormy. Third one. Or, yeah, the third one is Stormy De, De La Varier. She's got to be French. Louisiana. Or, exactly. New Orleans, Louisiana. She's a biracial butch lesbian. She was always a performer. She joined the Ringling Brothers Circus as, as a teenager, which I thought she was. That's great. And she rode jumping horses. Then from 55 to 1969, she toured the Black Theater Circuit as the MC and only drag king of the Jewel Box Review. That's world famous. Yes, the Jewel Box Review was the first racially integrated drag review, review in North America. Now this is this. my favorite part. My too. <laughs> That's what I like. Now get this. She worked as a bouncer for several lesbian bars in New York City's in the eighties and nineties. And she held a, mem- a number of leadership positions in the Stonewall Veterans Association. She was world renowned, isn't she? And she look, she and she always she was stout. The picture of her, she was like stout. She was a butch lesbian. There's yes, nothing wrong was. with saying that. Yes, she was, and she was someone that you wouldn't want to walk up on, especially since she was a like Misha. Girl, yeah, I would, not. would not walk up on her at all. The fourth one is James Baldwin. World famous. Very much world famous. He is a writer and a social critic, and he's known for his 1955 collection of essays, Notes of a Native Son. Also, in 1956, his novel, Giovanni's Room, and that depicts themes of homosexuality and bisexuality. Groundbreaking. In 1956, that was very groundbreaking. Now, this is at the same time the Mattachine Society was starting in in uh, Washington, D.C., which you can hear in past episodes. Right. The next one, which would be the fifth one, she, most people know about her that are in theater, Lorraine Hansberry. When I saw that, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I know her. She is best known for her groundbreaking play, A Raisin in the Sun, about a struggling black family on Chicago's South Side. Her theater is spectacular. Yeah, and when the play released, um, she became the first black playwright and youngest American to win a New York Critics Circle Award. That is just amazing. I mean, and then Sidney Poitier and Ruby Dee did the movie of it. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, she was like all courant with everybody. Yep. And before she became famous for Raisin in the Sun, she never publicly acknowledged that she was a lesbian, but she joined lesbian rights group Daughter of Belitis, and she contributed letters about feminism and homophobia to the magazine The Ladder. So, she didn't officially come out until nearly a half century after her death. Well, neither in did Rosie O'Donnell. In 2014, her estate unsealed diaries and other writings in which Ooh. reveals her sexuality. Because she died in 1965 of pancreatic cancer. And the next one is Alvin Ailey. Lead in dance. Yes. Yep, he is a choreographer he found in the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. It's uh, very globally known. And he found that in 1958. His signature work included Cry, Revelations. He continued to perform all over the world. And... Again, we're going to hit down to the next person. We're just kind of going through these fast since there's 12 of them. 
Um, Audre Lorde, she was self-described black lesbian feminist mother poet warrior. I love that moniker. Yeah, she's from the mid seventies to the the eighties when the feminist movement was awakening and getting out there. She's the B L F M. Oh, that sounds good to have M F M instead of the other way. B L F M P W. So she's been going on and making like contributions in the field of feminist theory, critical race studies, and queer theory through her pedagogy and writing. And pedagogy, if you don't know what that is, that is the art of teaching how to teach. Right. My ex is a piano pedagogist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one is Ernestine Eckstein. She was a leader in the New York chapter Daughters of Belitis, which we just heard about. Oh, we've talked about it before. And we've talked about it. And we, yep, when we the went 50s through The 50s and 60s. She was the first lesbian civil and political rights organization. <laughs> Daughters of Belitis was the first lesbian and political rights organization in the U.S., so she was she attended picket protests. She was frequently one of the only women and the only black woman present at early LGBTQ right protests. She was an early activist in the black feminist movements of the 70s. She was involved with the organization Black Women Organized for Action. And she viewed the fight for civil rights and LGBTQ rights as intrinsically intrinsically linked. That's where the intersectionality of all of us coming from. That's when it all started to have a name and a form that we're not all different. If we just, ooh, sorry, bio team. (laughs) If we all band together, we're not others. We're us. Exactly. And then the next one, I love her. Barbara Jordan. She took nobody's guff. She took nobody's. She was a civil rights leader and attorney. She was the first African-American elected to the Texas Senate in 1966 and the first woman and first African-American elected to Congress from Texas in 1972. Which is something. Yeah, she's done a lot. Now, she never publicly acknowledged her sexual orientation in public, but she was open about her life partner of 30 years, Nancy Earl. That's as open as you need to be. People don't need to be in your business. No, they don't need to know all that stuff. And then the next one, I was lucky enough to meet her. And then the next one, oh, you did? I did. Gosh, I can't believe we still have more to go. Uh, Martha P. Johnson. Marsha P., honey. Marsha P. Johnson, who everybody, she used to say the P stood for pay it no mind, but everybody knows her. She was an AIDS activist, also drag performance. She was with the troupe Hot Peaches, and she's most known as to be, she is reported to be one of the central figures in the historic Stonewall Uprising in 1969. And well, we don't want to run out of time because there's a chili willy we have to tease. I know. Let's go right I know. in. So we're going to, yeah. Let's go I'm right looking in. At everybody else, Lori Lightfoot is the last one. She was the one. She is now Chicago's uh, mayor, and she was she is the first ever black female mayor and its first openly LGBTQ mayor of Illinois. And she is ruling Chicago right now. Exactly. So we don't want to run out of time because we have a very special uh, surprise for all of you. Well, you know, it's just happened. Um, the Winter Olympics have just happened. Yes, they did. So I feel so bad for Remy Lindholm. Who is he? Randy Lindholm. Remy. <laughs> Remy Lindholm, these people's name. He is an Olympic racer. He's a skier. And during the race, 
it got so cold because the temperatures were down in that minus 17 degrees Celsius, which is one degree Fahrenheit. I know, but with the wind chill, it was uh, below, exactly. like way below. Exactly. What happened to him? And it was supposed to be 50 kilometers, and they made it down to 30 kilometers to try to keep them safe. But he had his eggplant literally froze like almost to frostbite like a frozen banana like a frozen banana <gasps> if you take a frozen banana before you're going to dip oh it in my. the chocolate sauce yes oh my so what did he do to get it warm so they gave him at the end he, he finished what's so sad is that he he did that and he only finished in 28th place he wasn't like first or second i know but my coat <laughs> The famous the quote that killed me is he said once it started to defrost a little bit is when uh-huh. it became excruciatingly painful. Yeah, and I'm like, oh sweet baby Jesus. Yep. After he says, you can guess which body part was a little bit frozen when I finished, and he told reporters after the race, and then he's like, it was one of the worst competitions I've been in. So he needed a heat pack to thaw everything out, but once he got it, the pain was unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> But wait, it doesn't stop there. Oh, my. It doesn't stop there. This was not his first time. I know. Doing that. Can you believe that? I know. It happened to him in a race in Finland in 2021. Now, something else about that, because it doesn't even end there. There's even more to it. I mean, seriously, how deep does this go? He's a masochist. Yeah, the way he practices is to in go skiing in his underwear in Finland. In Finland. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and my other favorite Olympic thing was when the scandal was happening with the doped up girl. Yes. Yeah, so- Johnny Weir sprinks fluent Russian. And he translated it live on NBC. Oh, really? So Tara Lipinski's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, she's saying I'm not going out there. I'm not going to take the medal. I can't believe you're treating her like this. And he's like saying all this on live. And I'm like, oh, Johnny Weir. All right. Sis, you called it out on TV. Yes. That deserves a double clink. Go, Johnny Queer. We love that. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that shot was even better than the first one. It sure felt good. I can't believe it, but guess what, guys? What, guys? It's Downton at Time again. Downton Abbey. This has been another edition of Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. You can find us at www.homohappyhour.com for our past episodes. Remember, we are one human fi- family. One. Somewhat dysfunctional, but still a family. Functional. Always fight first. Swing for or always swing first swing and fight first. the good fight. Always. Let justice roll. Life is way too serious to be taken seriously. Seriously. I'm your host, DJ Crazy JC John. I'm the Elder Bear. I love you. I love you. And we will see you next Tuesday. You are not going to put me down the mountain and have my, my eggplant fall apart. There is no way. Skinning your skivvies. Burr. Burr.